here in North Texas. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for your suggestions for topics for this program. And uh, thank you for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, the whole purpose of this show is to highlight the good things, uh, things that you may not be aware of that are happening right here in North Texas. And I'm delighted to have two wonderful ladies in studio with me. Uh, we have uh, the regional manager of uh, Decided Excellence, which uh, you'll hear more about during this interview, of course. Her name is Shannon McGraw-Carr. She lives in Houston, but she's here today, and uh, she manages a swath of the United States involved in including Texas and Louisiana and other parts as well. And uh, we also have in studio Doreen Cheney, who is publisher of the uh, the, the soon-to-be uh, publication that is going to be in Keller, uh, Texas, uh, right where St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish is in Keller. And so to, uh, excited to hear more about this. And you're likely, as a listener, thinking, you know, I, I'm not familiar with this. I haven't heard of this uh, publication, these magazines. Uh, so stay tuned, and you're going to hear all about it. So welcome to both of you. Thank you for being yeah, thank here. Thank you, Dave, so much. And uh, let me start with you, Shannon, uh, regional manager. Um, I guess the, the most the, the basic question is, uh, what is decided excellence, and what are these publications? So just, just kind of give us a bird's eye view of uh, what, sure. what this is all about. Absolutely, decided excellence Catholic media. We are the fastest growing private niche magazine in the United States. So we are a magazine that goes out specifically benefiting, um, you know, local parishes. It's instead of doing just your neighborhood where, where, um, each publisher is doing a publication that benefits the parish or possibly parishes within a geographical area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for instance, like Doreen is coming out with uh, parish neighbors of Keller magazine. And so that benefits, what parish does that benefit? St. Elizabeth Ann Seton uh-huh. Catholic Church. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. So big, big parish. Right, yeah. right. And so, um, you know, we've we've been out for about six years, um, actually almost seven years. And with Doreen's publication, now we have sixty nine publications across the United States. Hmm. Um, you know, our reach is growing. In fact, just yesterday with some of my own publications, I added new addresses. So oh, it's a okay. requested magazine. Um, and right now we're reaching over 185,000 homes per month, mm. you know, making that over 2 million, you know, per year. Yeah. So, um, what's beautiful about our publication is that, you know, it benefits the parish. It benefits the Catholic community. Um, and we're bringing local, business in within our niche. And so in my, for instance, you know, I have two publications in the Houston area, um, starting a third and benefiting three different parishes, which is within my own reach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's an evangelization tool that goes into homes that maybe some of them aren't able to come to mass, you know, especially with what happened with the pandemic. Yeah. There are some that still don't feel comfortable going into the, you know, parishes. And so this is a great tool for them to still feel connected to their parish. And so it's a great evangelization tool. And and it's helping local businesses also, you know, have a reach for themselves. Mm-hmm. What is your background professionally? Did you, have you been in publishing and newspapers or some other field? Or, or what have you done? I have a journalism major from good yeah. old SFA, Nacogdoches, right? Yeah. Um, I'm an author. I have three books out. And I'm the founder of Hopeful Hearts Ministry. Okay. We will be celebrating 
10 years in January. It's a 501c3. So I've spoken all over. Um, I've spoken at two World Youth Days, one in Madrid, one in Sydney. Um, and I used to speak with the Steubenville Youth Conferences for oh, about wow. five years. Wow. So okay. I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, uh, you know, you said decided excellence Catholic media. This is very Catholic. So the, 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 the topics, the subjects, uh, uh, have a very Catholic angle to them. So what, what is kind of the, the bar that you set in that regard? For- Definitely. The content that we have is based off of, and it's, there's a national content that you'll see within each magazine. You know, depending on the size of the magazine, which depends on the sponsors, the wonderful sponsors that we have, um, is the articles. But we have Bishop Barron, who writes an article every month. Um, Scott Hahn, who's a well-known Catholic author, um, will do like a Sunday reflection. We have the Sunday Gospels every month. That's every four weeks of the Gospels, and that's a great um, spot in that magazine, um, just bringing that aspect. I know that um, I love it when my magazine ends up with a crossword <laughs> puzzle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but we yeah. Ha- we'll do the saint of the month. We, um, you know, the pope's intentions. Every article deals with something to that aspect. But the beautiful thing that designates each publication for itself. So, for instance, for Doreen's publication. As she continues to grow, she'll be able to highlight nonprofits in the area. She can highlight, uh, you know, different aspects of what's happening within the Keller area. And as she grows into other magazines, you know, whatever that other, I know, I think she's looking at South Lake. Mm-hmm. So maybe doing some things with the South Lake yeah. area. Yeah. So, so uh, approximately half of the magazine um, local and half national, or is there any kind of uh, breakdown or is it depend sure. from it's, magazine to honestly, magazine? Honestly, it's really up to the publisher. Yeah. So um, it would be Doreen and, and what kind of articles that she'd be able to gather. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of us, we love Bishop Barron, right? And I wouldn't want to not have his article in the magazine, but she could say, you know what? I want to have all local content and I'm fine with not having Bishop so Barron's total, total article. autonomy to do what right, she wants. She does. Right? Okay. She is the publisher of this publication. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's wow. What a what a lofty title there, Doreen. Let me ask <laughs> you uh, uh, one more question. You're probably looking for publishers, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And so, tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of person you're looking for. Is it part time, full time? Is this the kind of thing you can make a, a living off of? Or, you know, so that, that what kind of prerequisites you're looking for? That kind of thing. Right. So you know, we like to call this an opportunity um it is um, y'all be i'm going to be very honest it is a full commission type job so those that i have seen do well and so this is who i look for are those that have a heart for ministry who have a heart for that outreach and wanting to have something behind them that they can believe in um you know, being Catholic to me is very important because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to be representing your Catholic community. Um, as far as doing this part time, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So mm-hmm. we have deacons that have their publications and obviously they're doing their deacon role and then they're having their publication for their parish. Um, we have some that are retired, you know, men and women who have lived a full life of 30, 40 years in the business world. They're living on retirement, but, you know, they want something else to do. Mm -hmm. And so they do very well with what they're doing. I myself am not retired. This is my job. And, um, you know, I made my goals and I have a very good living doing this. And what's beautiful about it is that I'm still in my I've always done ministry work. So this still 
contributes to that ministry work and being able to provide for my family in a way that honestly working within a Catholic group I've never really been able to do this way before yeah. and it helps me benefit the nonprofit then that I am still running yeah. to this day. So. so somebody may say oh my goodness this is a magazine and there's layout and there's photography and there's writing and uh, you know uh, you know looking for sponsors and fundraising you know and and there, there there's a lot a lot of things and so it, does the person have anybody helping them or is it kind of a one person show or it's what It's a team. Okay. We are a family actually yeah. at decided X Excellence Catholic Media. I mean, we are a team. We have um, a whole office based out of Wisconsin. You get your designer assigned to you when you're a publisher. You know, you do have to find a content coordinator, which is a very, very, very part-time position, but somebody that's kind of your right-hand man that may like to write and and knows the parish that mm-hmm. works, you know, to put the parish life in there, what's going on in the community. Um but you, it's to me in some ways, it's like buying into a franchise, but you're not paying anything. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So I'm not having to put any money into it. Um, we do in the beginning of the magazine. You have to reach a black line. That's what supports putting that magazine into print. So you don't make anything for that first few months as you're as you're getting your sponsorship. Um, and then as soon as it goes into print, you keep getting other sponsorship, and that's when you start mm-hmm. you know, making a commission. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Shannon McGraw-Carr, Regional Manor, Manager, Decided Excellence Catholic Media, and uh, good overview there. And so let's bring uh, Doreen Chaney into the conversation. Uh, she is... Uh, publisher of the publication out of Keller, Texas. And so, Doreen, uh, welcome. And uh, tell us, tell us kind of where you are with this, because I think the first publication comes out January, this the next month, right? Yes. And first, I, I want to thank you, Dave, for having Shannon and I on the show. I uh, didn't want to interrupt earlier. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and see you again. And uh, yes, our magazine, or the one I have, it will be called The Keller Parish Neighbors. Uh, that one will be coming out here in January of 2022. We're really excited. Um, also, I'll be launching a magazine in Southlake, uh, which will benefit the Good Shepherd Catholic Church, and yeah. that'll be coming out sometime next year. And uh, we're super, super excited uh, to bring the faith and the word to uh, the communities and to get people back to Mass, because a lot of people, I think, after... Uh, the virus and COVID, they're still hesitant mm. to come back to mass. I still see, I see numbers increasing. Um, but I do see a lot of people that I think have kind of fallen away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen some Catholics that were former Catholics. I've met them. They tell me I was Catholic formerly and I really enjoy evangelizing to them and finding out why they did leave the church and trying to encourage them to come back to the Catholic faith. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? Because I'd ask Shannon about, you know, who's the, the, the kind of the, the typical person that might take this on? Well, here you are. You're somebody that decided to do this. What's your background and why why did you decide to, to, to be a publisher? Yes, Dave, and thank you. And I must say that the training is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you do not have to have experience uh, I had no experience publishing. Um, I was formerly, I started out at Mary Kay Cosmetics. I did programming. I've done writing in the past. I've done marketing. Uh, but when I came on board, I got amazing training, amazing support, uh, encouragement, prayer every day, which I love. They start out with prayer. We have training calls. Um, everyone I've worked with on the team is there for me all the time, day mm-hmm. and night. It's amazing. And yes, we are like our own family. Yeah, so um, 
I think Shannon had mentioned uh, this was kind of on a, uh, you know, people asked to be put on the list. You don't just kind of send it out indiscriminately. So how are you building up your list and how big is it now and how is it just, you know, if you live, let's say somebody lives in Plano and they, for whatever reason, they, they want the Keller paper, can they get it or do you need to be in a particular region or, or what? Uh, yes, they can. And all of us uh, publishers, we all work together to help yeah. each other. Um, that's another thing I love about DE is we're very bonded in that we do help each other. If I do not have the territory that a client or his potential sponsor is interested in, then we will work to get them into the, another publication. Okay. So mm-hmm. if somebody says, hey, I live in Keller, we have a lot of listeners in Keller. And they want to be on the list to get that first one in January. Can they? What should, what should they do? Do they email you directly, or, or how do they sign up? Uh, yes, they can email me now. This time, this magazine is going to print in January. But yes, yeah. they can either call me um, or email me. My email is d cheney and that's c h a n a y at decidedexcellence.com. I bet no one's ever misspelled your last name. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so how, uh, how are you doing with uh, sponsorships? I'm sure you could always use more if somebody's listening right now and would like to advertise in the, uh, in, in, in the, the publication. Is there still time for January oh, or can they look to February or they what? They can look to February and beyond. Uh, as I said, we are getting ready to go to print. Very excited. So we do have that deadline. We do need sponsors. We have a parishioner family feature that comes out each month where the family's nominated on the cover. Um, we have a recipe sponsor that I would absolutely love to fill. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised that it's not uh, been filled yet. Um, a restaurant can take that. They can provide their own recipe if they'd like each month. Um, that's red kept, shared. People don't even want to throw away the recipes. Yeah. Um, but yes, we. I'm really excited to announce we have Pregnancy Help for You that uh, nonprofit that recently partnered with us. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I have a love and a passion for nonprofits. I really want to help them out and promote awareness of all kinds of nonprofits. Yeah. As, uh, we mentioned St. Elizabeth Ann Seton a couple of times in Keller and Big Parish, uh, great pastor, mm-hmm. Father Flynn. How how do you um, what's the interaction between the parish and uh, how involved are they or do they need to be or or, or what 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 um, uh, you know what kind of contacts have you made within the parish? Right. Well, the parish um, they're they've gotten more excited as time goes has gone on since yeah. they haven't seen the magazine. Um, at first, initially, I didn't get too much excitement about it. Now that they're seeing it come to fruition and the cover and seeing all the excitement, um, they're really all on board with it. Father Flynn has the first letter in our magazine, and we're just so excited about mm-hmm. that, too. Seems so. like uh, creativity would be a good quality for uh, a publisher or somebody that can think uh, you know, outside mm-hmm. the box and think of some ideas. you got to also probably be a people person because you got to reach out and find, find folks that can be highlighted. So... Um, what's a, what's like a typical you know strategy for you to, to to find those families to feature or to find stories to feature and you know what where, how do you how do you do that? What we do, Dave, is actually first I reached out to some of the families that I knew. After that, I asked Father Flynn or the developmental director at the school if there is a family that they would like to nominate to tell their story. And to inspire others. So basically, uh, they can be nominated by me or they can be nominated by someone at the parish. Okay. And um, we are speaking to Doreen Cheney, publisher. Uh, now, I see in your um, your emails, it says, building brands, telling stories to thousands. Uh, what, what are those 
to have to do with telling uh, stories to thousands is we love to evangelize. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the big tools that you know we're out there to evangelize, promote. The mission of the magazine is to promote. God's word and get people back to church. So we're all about uh, telling stories and uh, comparisons. Uh, we like to teach branding. Uh, a lot of companies don't understand what branding is. And so we have lots of stories that we love to tell about how that works and how we can help them. Yeah. Shannon mm-hmm. was talking about how it's really up to you as a publisher to decide, you know, a lot of autonomy, what part of it is going to be local and which part's national. Have you made those decisions yet? Or I guess you can yeah, kind of call audibles and pivot from month to month. Or do you, do you feel like you really wanted a lot of local information and you know, or keep a lot of the national or all the above? Well, I would have to say all of the above. And I did want to mention that I would love to have Bishop Barron in there every single month. I know Shannon was talking about that. that was my choice. Uh, I would like to keep it very Catholic, um, but also very local as well. I have the Keller City Chamber of Commerce uh, in our magazine as well, and they are going to be listing their local events, as is the church. Too. Yeah, and you said the mayor of Keller is excited about mayor this, right? Mayor Keller is excited. He wants his copy. <laughs> now, he goes to a different parish. However, yeah. he can be on the list. He can just email me. I will put him on the list. He'll get the magazine for free. Okay, mm-hmm. and and what is the status on, uh, you said South Lake, and that must also include Colleyville, because you said Good Shepherd Parish, right? So it does. Is that South Lake? Uh, I mean, that's, that's a, we, we have so many, uh, listeners, so much support from that, uh, that region. Sure. Well, you, I, I think you said several months away. What, what is your target date for that? Uh, target date for that is, going to be the spring or the summer. It depends on how quickly we obtain sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already gotten several sponsors right now, so we're about a third of the way there. Um, so I would say the earliest would be the spring, but more likely it could be the summer. Okay, but uh, mm-hmm. Keller has reached, what does she call it, the Ke- black line? Or? Keller has reached their black line. Black However, line. Okay. the magazine will continue to grow, and we want it to thrive because the more sponsors we get, the more content we can put in there. Yeah, um, yeah. More uh, Catholic content, and uh, we would love to also um, get these businesses to want to help out with the nonprofits, get mm-hmm. them involved in the community and, and philanthropy. Yeah, and um, the, the the first one, again, the Keller uh, Parish Neighbors is coming out in January, and if you want it, you can uh, contact Doreen Cheney directly, dcheney at decidedexcellence.com, D and then C H A N A Y at decidedexcellence.com. And then you can just uh, keep getting it. And, uh, you know, if I was listening and I was thinking about, you know, maybe I can be a publisher. I, one of the questions I would have is, and I know Shannon said, you know, the more you put into it, the, the more you're going to get out. But how many hours a week or a day are you working five days a week, seven days a week, uh, 40 hours a week? How, how, how much time are you putting into this? I'm actually working 40 hours a week yeah. but is all that's really necessary. But because I enjoy what I'm doing and I have a passion for it, I feel actually find myself working more than mm-hmm. 40 hours. It's only required 40 hours, but it's so joyful to bring joy to others and just to help these people that um, I I know I'm working over 40 hours, mm-hmm. but it's not required. Yeah. Does... <clears throat> um, do you try to do one per parish, or let's say somebody wanted to do Arlington? Now Arlington's mm-hmm. got six Catholic churches. Right. Would mm-hmm. you need to split up Arlington, uh, or 
you're not doing it necessarily by city. You're doing it by region. Obviously, there's more than one in Dallas or, or Fort Worth. Correct. So how how is that geographical area kind of split up? Uh, well, because St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church is such a large parish, they yeah. they do have their own magazine. We do list neighboring parishes. Um, if there's a town that has several churches in the town or surrounding, it's up to the publisher. They can actually put them in there as well and put their mass times, confession, and events as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good... Uh, do do you have any other folks writing for you, or are you doing all the local writing? I know you've got the national stuff that comes to you, but uh, you know, writing is a, is a, is a talent. Some people can write well, and so how? Uh, do you consider yourself a good writer? Are you going to write your own stories, or do you get some help from that, or, well, or how does that work? We'll find out after the first publication. <laughs> <laughs> after you get the feedback, you right? You can critique me. Yeah, um, but yeah. I did write the publisher's note. I was inspired. Um, I did pray about it. What, mm-hmm. what to you know write that a particular month? Um, the articles though are actually written by our content facilitator, uh, and they actually are. Uh, they send their resume. Uh, to Decided Excellence, along with two writing samples. Uh, and they are given a questionnaire. They meet with the family. And um, then from there, they write a story. Yeah. So they actually write that. They write a professional spotlight story, which is a business that chooses to be in our spotlight twice a year throughout a 36-month campaign. Okay. And uh, those businesses get to educate and engage with the reader which builds credibility and trust. And so we're all about building credibility and trust and helping our sponsors out there in the community. Are you in need of any volunteers? Or can can people volunteer and help out? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. We would love them to volunteer. And if they want to volunteer um, and just help us with getting the word out, help us making calls, um, that would be wonderful. Yeah. And is there an electronic version of the uh, publication or is it strictly print? Uh, it's strictly print media. Okay. Um, at this point, it's not digital. Um, I must have to say, I did give a talk at the Keller Chamber, and I got quite a bit of attention when I started out saying, God is not dead and print is not dead either. <laughs> did they applaud? <laughs> they did. Yeah, and yeah. I got their attention um, because a lot of businesses don't know what branding is. Yeah. They don't realize how it's a long-term strategy to build your image, your perception, uh, credibility out in the public. Yeah. And also, uh, print media is still one of the most trusted forms <coughs> of media out yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think it is. And I, I, I think it's poised for a comeback because of a lot of the censorship and the things that are going on with mm-hmm. electronic media and the big companies and all that. Absolutely. And, and not, not to mention also, it's, it's a local publication. Local it's, publication. I, I think we spend mm-hmm. way too much time thinking about what's happening in Washington or even Austin or, you know, I agree. Uh, you know, the, the, the world and, uh, you know, what's happening in our neighborhood? I mean, what's, what's the, 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 the who, who owns the shop down the street? You know, exactly. that kind of thing. And what, what is going on with our neighbor and how can yeah. we help our neighbor and how yeah. can we help our community and how can the businesses get involved and actually that corporate uh, philanthropy and, and help out the community as well? Yeah. So we are just about out of time. I've been speaking to Shannon McGraw Carr. She's regional manager of Decided Excellence Catholic Media. And also Doreen Cheney, who's a publisher of the Keller Parish Neighbors uh, that is coming out in January 2022 for the first time. And, of course, be going uh, from then out. Any last uh, words for our listeners or anything else that they can do to help you or get involved? Yes, um, we would absolutely love for businesses to call us. Let us help you with your branding strategy. Um, even if you decide not to be in the magazine, we would just love to connect, find out how you can better help the community, what we can do to just continue to make the world a better place and bring uh, bring light out there. Yeah, yeah, That's amen. That's exactly what we want to do. And I do have to say, 
If you are not, uh, you know, if you're considering actually being a publisher and feel you don't have any experience, it's not necessary. I had no experience. Absolutely love the company and uh, feel it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Yeah. All right. Well, so, our prayers go with you well, and you, uh, congrats on this uh, exciting venture. And uh, if anybody would like to uh, know more about being a publisher or get involved in Keller or South Lake or Colleyville with the uh, the publications that are coming out in 2022, you can contact Doreen Cheney directly, dcheney at decidedexcellence.com, D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. And I should say we are working um, officially with them and they're running spots to promote this station. And we're going to be, you're going to start hearing spots on the radio to promote uh, the, the Keller and uh, hopefully soon the the Southlake uh, publication as well. So, Doreen, thanks for coming in. Great, great to see you and uh, you, spend some time with you. Thank and you. thanks also to Shannon McGraw-Carr, uh, regional manager for spending time with us as well, and to Cecil uh, for running the board and uh, producing this program. This has been the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week. And again, if you have suggestions for future programs, we love to you know, hear from you and what's going on and who we can interview next, go ahead and email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. And I am so excited to bring you uh, an interview uh, with some uh, wonderful folks from an organization that we have teamed up with over many, many years. I know you've heard their name, and they've been so supportive of us, and we try to be as supportive of them uh, as well. And it is none other than the Catholic Foundation. You can find them online at catholicfoundation.com. And uh, their director of marketing and communications is Bill Kula. And uh, he actually is here in studio uh, with me, and he's not going to be speaking. He brought with him uh, a wonderful senior from Cristo Rey High School who is uh, part of the corporate work study program, Ana Chavez. And she's not going to speak either, but uh, it just shows you all the good things that the Catholic Foundation is doing. And Bill recently put out a press release uh, saying that the Catholic Foundation have na- has named Darina odowd Padian. Uh, their new vice president of development and Cheryl Yunus Mansour, who is no stranger to our radio waves, and I've interviewed her many times, has been appointed senior vice president of donor relations. And so I said, Bill, can you get them in studio and we do an interview? And that's exactly what we have here. Uh, all four of them are in studio. So I'm very delighted to welcome uh, Darina O'Dowd-Padian to our studio for the first time and also uh, Cheryl Yunus Mansour uh, here for um, you know, several times before. So thank you very much for taking time out to be here today. It's great to see both of you. Wonderful to be here. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let me start with you, Cheryl. And, okay. uh, you can, uh, you just celebrated 16 years, uh, with the Catholic Foundation. And now you have uh, moved up in this new role, Senior Vice President of Donor Relations. So, first of all, congratulations. And Thank can you, you tell me a little bit about, uh, I guess the, the, the previous role and then the new role and what that means for the Catholic Foundation overall? Sure. Well, in my previous role, which, uh, Dorena is taking over now. I uh, worked with a development team, Michael George and Elizabeth Murray and Bill, uh, to uh, to direct the development uh, program. And we, and you know this, 
uh, but we don't fundraise. Yes. And so development in our world means developing relationships with people. And uh, we've got many donors and a lot of territory to cover. So we're excited to have Darina with us because that adds to our capacity. Plus, she's no stranger to development. So um, that's very helpful. And we're delighted to have her join us. So in my donor relations role, that's going to free me up a little bit to uh, work closer with donors and spend a little more time with them and develop uh Program, develop charitable giving plans for them uh, in a in a more deeper way, a little bit uh, legacy giving and through wills and bequests, and just reach out and touch people more. So mm-hmm. that's going to give me a little bit more time to do that, which is what I love doing. Yeah. And, um, and you're really, uh, both of you are such people persons. Uh, in fact, I just gave the longest tour I've ever given in my life because every time <laughs> we stopped and we walked three feet, I got into some other conversation, which is a good thing because I'm a people person myself. So uh, now as we bring on Darina uh, O'Dowd-Padian, you're going to first of all notice a little bit of an accent in her voice. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned, uh, she most recently was executive director for Texas uh, in Texas for the Ireland Funds, and that's going to give you a little bit of a hint as to <laughs> where she hails from. Now the new vice president of development at the Catholic Foundation, and so uh, what prompted the move, and uh, what uh, was attractive to you, Darina, uh, for to, to be working with the Catholic Foundation now? Thank you, Dave. Um, I, as you mentioned, worked for the Ireland Funds for over three and a half years as their director. And in that role, I was developing donor relations here in Texas and Colorado for nonprofit organizations in Ireland for their support. And when um, the position became open at the Catholic Foundation, I was intrigued uh, because I'm very familiar with the Catholic Foundation. And funnily enough, um, because of the wonderful virtual masses that they provided through our pandemic. Um, it was another weekly reminder about the good work at the Catholic Foundation. So it was, um, to me, uh, a natural uh, progression to set up a, a conversation with Matt Kramer, the CEO and president, to learn more about the opportunity. And, you know, here I am, and I couldn't be happier, delighted to be serving our donors here in Dallas and serving the Catholic community at large as well. So a wonderful opportunity and delighted to join the team along with Cheryl, Bill, Elizabeth, Michael and and Matt as well. Yeah, and uh, I think just that that uh, beautiful accent itself will uh, create such so many great conversations. Of course, <laughs> I'm married to an Irish woman. I got married in Ireland and uh, have been there many times. Congratulations! And uh, raising three little three little Irish American kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us the story. When did you come to America? Why? And uh, just maybe just anything you'd like to say about the Irish American connection? Absolutely. Um, I was one of the lucky Irish who. W- Um, won a green card in a lottery program called the Morrison Visa and it was in 1994 when my name was was taken out of a vat and uh, got the letter to say you have now been approved to move to America so you uh, have to 
pretty much drop what you're doing and you have six months to relocate to the States. And I was very fortunate to have several of my friends from the Shannon Hotel School of Management who were working in the States. One in particular was working here in Dallas and um, arrived here on the potato boat. Uh, He picked me up at DFW and um, got a wonderful opportunity to work for the Four Seasons Hotels Mm. here in Las Colinas, which I can see out your window. right in our backyard right here. exactly. And that was in 1995. So Mm. I've been here over 26 years. Yeah, yes. right. Very uh, fortunate. And uh, I think I read that uh, your family remembers the same Monica, and you've got we some are. daughters uh, at St. <laughs> Ursuline, and so you're you're pretty well established in the, the Dallas Diocese already, in yes. the, the Catholic scene, right? That's right. St. Monica Parish is our parish, and our children uh, attend St. Monica, Ursuline, and our oldest just started at KU, so we have a Jayhawk in our house. They're <laughs> 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 so very happy about uh, that. That's and, great. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Cheryl, you, we talked about your new position and the cultivation of uh, relationships and people and all that. Uh, can you give uh, our listeners an overview of how the Catholic Foundation is doing? Uh, and, and maybe some people may not even know the overall mission. I know you do a lot of things, but uh, what's uh, what's the latest news or uh, how, how are things going at the Catholic Foundation overall? Well, everything's going wonderfully well. We uh, have had two um, years of extreme growth, which has been uh, very exciting for us. Uh, We've built our donor base. Our uh, net assets have grown. um, And people have been, everybody thought that during COVID that people would step back and things would quiet down. But just the opposite is true. People have given more. They've uh, developed more funds. They've developed more legacy planning as well. So uh, the foundation has grown in all sorts of ways. And like you say, we do a lot of different things. But our main mission is to promote uh, compassionate charitable giving and to help donors create charitable giving plans that that they want to create to carry out their charitable vision. So we work with them to figure out how we can do what they want to do, what are the charitable giving tools we can use uh, to accomplish that, because there are quite a few charitable giving tools that are out there, and they're not all... It's not a laundry list for everybody because Mm -hmm. you have to figure out what is the donor trying to do and how can we best accomplish that? How can we make their charitable vision come to fruition and maximize the uh, best tax benefit for Mm -hmm. them? So that's that's what we do when we're working with particular donors. And, you know, it takes a long time because people will sit down with you and they don't know exactly what they want or what they need. Yeah. So yeah. you talk through it, and they may go home and not call you back for 10 years. <laughs> and, and that happens quite often. But when yeah. the time is right and when they're ready and when things are at the appropriate time in their life, they might call you back, and then you create these plans and go from there. And they become very good friends, and um, we've developed a lot of wonderful relationships through the years. Yeah, very nice. Uh, this is the interview of the week and uh, honored to have in studio with me from the Catholic Foundation, Dorena O'Dowd-Padian, the new Vice President of Development, and also Cheryl Yunus Mansour, who has uh, been appointed Senior Vice President of Donor Relations. Uh, you can f- find out more about the Catholic Foundation uh, at a very easy to remember
member website, catholicfoundation.com, catholicfoundation.com as well. And uh, recently, uh, you two were given a, a very high praise and a wonderful compliment uh, by Matt Kramer, president and CEO of the Catholic Foundation. He called you two, quote, great examples of professionals with high moral character, deep faith, and a passion to serve others. Uh, end quote. <laughs> uh, high praise there. Dorina, I, I want to ask you, uh, Cheryl talked about kind of donor relations and her, her strategy. You being new, I think September 20th was your first day with the Catholic Foundation. What is your kind of donor relations strategy or, or how do you approach that part of your, of your job? Well, Cheryl mentioned it already. It is actually the, the basis of, of our jobs is donor relations. And, um, fortunately for, for me, um, throughout my career in both the hotel industry and my previous role in with the Ireland Funds. I mean, donor relations or serving a customer is really what the focus is and how to uh, develop and strengthen those relationships. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a relationship um, business. And we're very, very fortunate because we have um, established many, many um, strong donors over the last 65 years with this foundation and we are in the process of meeting new donors and developing those relationships obviously with covid and the pandemic um we were challenged with without being able to meet people face to face which which can be um it can develop a little bit of a a barrier however you know we i think we all in our field realize how important it is to keep that contact and make those phone calls um, cards, write notes, the special touches, remembering birthdays, you know, all the little things that it takes to maintain a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're very fortunate. We have a lot of loyalty with our foundation and the donors that we have established already. And I know that we're just going to grow in our donor base um, throughout the Metroplex with, with all the parishes that we've, we're, ster- we're serving yes. existently. You know, I, I told you all the story before we started recording about when I first started in Catholic Radio, somebody said, you got to get to know the Catholic Foundation. And uh, that was more from a recipient standpoint of uh, being able to receive grants, which we have on, on several occasions. And we've been so grateful. In fact, uh, Cecil Anderson's, uh, you know, first year salary was uh, was provided by the Catholic Foundation. And she's been an amazing blessing. So, Cheryl, can you talk about that angle of the Catholic Foundation and the kind of organizations that you mentioned parishes that over the years, you know, I think two grant cycles per year, you all are able to bless uh, with the the, do- the donations and the, the 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 money that's provided by people who come and say, "I want you, you to help me with my charitable needs." What kind of groups are eligible to be to be assisted? Well, can I back up a minute? Oh, sir, Dave, if you don't mind, we have two things going on at the Catholic Foundation. First of all, we have our unrestricted philanthropy fund. And then we've got donors who create charitable funds and charitable trust where they can make recommendations of where their money should go. But the, but the philanthropy fund is where unrestricted grants come from. And that's, those are the grants like you received and the churches and schools received where, uh, it's a, an endowment that money is uh, distributed from. And then we've got several restricted funds, not several, really many restricted funds where the donor has passed, passed away, but has told us what their charitable interests are. So we use those funds as well to 
grant back out into the community. So what we do is we take grant requests from the Catholic community and we vet those and see who's qualified. And then our trustees go out and do site visits to all these different organizations to determine the need and to see whether the request is a viable request and whether we can meet it. And of course, there's never enough money to meet all the requests, Mm -hmm. but we do our best to divide the money up that's available. Like you said, we we do this in the fall and in the spring. And uh, so we... We sit down and the trustees go through the grant request and determine how much can we afford to give each one of these institutions and support everybody. And basically, that's what we do. We might not be able to fulfill the whole request, but we really do try and help just about everybody that comes to us with a need. And so that money comes from our unrestricted philanthropy fund. Okay. Okay. So we try and uh, build on that fund and people will leave, uh, uh, will leave a bequest in their will or they'll just give us an out and out donation for the philanthropy fund. And the philanthropy fund is what's funding the televised masses. Yeah, right, which have been going on for a while. And, uh, yeah, and I know those continue, right? They every, continue. every Sunday, Spanish and English. And as I the trustees, uh, approved, uh, a request to go ahead and fund it for another year. Mm. So it's going to be funded through 2022 as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that's news. We'll have yeah. to put a spot on the air about that. Uh-huh. I know we, we, we've been promoting it. Uh, thank you, Cheryl. Uh, Doreen, let me ask you about, you mentioned the Four Seasons and you had, you had worked here, I think going all the way back to the, to the mid-90s when you first got <laughs> over here from Ireland. Uh, how There seems to be a similarity between... Um, the, the the hospitality service industry and maybe the experience you had there with what you're doing now because this is really ultimately about serving people so how do you see that uh, maybe the what you've learned in the hospitality industry um, helping you now in your new position absolutely i completely agree dave um, i think the foundation of service in the um, hospit- in the hotel and hospitality industry is really what sets us apart yeah. from our competitors and in this role and um, we are serving not only our donors but the community in Dallas is the Diocese of Dallas and all the wonderful organizations that we are able to grant funds for. Um, they w- it's all about service. It yeah. really is fully about service. And um, it's, it's an honor and privilege to be able to serve our community and our donors as well. Um, both are equally important. And again, it goes back to those relationships and being able to strengthen those relationships with our participation yeah it must be a blessing also to have your predecessor in the office with you it's not like she you know went off to to retire and any i'm sure you've said hey can you help me with this (laughs) probably about 20 times a day (laughs) it's very very lucky and and i did i do tell cheryl how much i appreciate having her there and the support um her knowledge is immense and uh, she's a fantastic resource for me so very very grateful for that all right uh we are down to our last uh five minutes or so. I want to ask you a few other questions, if I may, and uh, there is a Catholic Foundation dinner that happens uh, just about every year, and it's always one of my favorite events to go to, and I wanted to ask you, Cheryl, about 
this event coming up in early 2022. I don't know if the date has been set, but there's always an honoree. There's always a, a fun video that's shown, and I, I just and and like you said, it's not a it's not a fundraiser per se where you know somebody gets up and you know and asks for money, which you know we do at our events and a lot of groups do. But uh, next year, Lydia and Dan Novikov are going to be the honorees, and can you tell us? Our listeners, what we you know about the event and also perhaps why they were chosen to be honored next year? Well, the event's on February the 19th at the Anatole Hotel, and uh, we are honoring Dan and Lydia for a lifetime of philanthropic work. They have done so much in our community, not just for the Catholic community, but for the whole Dallas community. And they have set an example, and they're following the example of their parents who did the same thing um, before them and taught them philanthropy. And they've been out there on the front lines giving their time and energy to help countless numbers of organizations. Too many for me to even name, but they've helped the Catholic Foundation too. They've served on the board. They are, they, uh, Lydia continues to be chairman of our advisory council and Dan is on a committee that helps me with professional advisor seminar. Uh, that's just to name one thing that they do for us, but they're always there for us. So, and I could go on and on. So I hope people will read the bio, uh, their bio. Yeah. In the, uh, I think it was in the Texas Catholic. Yeah, and the tickets are on sale. The Texas, uh, the, the yeah, tickets. tickets are on sale. They're three hundred dollars a person, or you can do a, a sponsorship for five thousand dollars or ten thousand um, dollars, either one. And they all those those sponsorships provide premier seating and uh, premier parking, and uh, the three hundred dollar tickets or three thousand dollars for a table um, is uh, provide dinner, the video, the show. It's all it's all it's a lovely evening, and like you said, it is not a fundraiser. No auctions, mm-hmm. no ask. Yeah. It is simply to celebrate Catholic philanthropy in our community and to honor someone who has set that example. Yeah, and I, I do like to say it's a it's a must go to event. I've always enjoyed it so much. You get to meet a lot of people, and there's like sure. the cocktail hour, and I, I just I, I love the scene. <laughs> I, I love those, and I've been to I think most of them mm-hmm. at least in the last uh, ten or fifteen years. Uh, Dorena, I think by my calculations, as of this recording, you've been on the job about. Three weeks or two and a half weeks or thereabouts? Yeah, or? they still ask me back. I've been <laughs> in my role just a little over two weeks. Yeah, a little so over two weeks. What, uh, <laughs> what have you, you been able to accomplish so far? What have you done? Have you had some in-person you know, meet and greets with uh, potential donors? Or, or what, how, how have the first three weeks treated you? I have actually had a couple of one-on-one with some of our donors. Um, some of our donors from the Ireland Funds have crossed over to the Catholic Foundation. So a lot of familiarity with, with a number of our donors. Um, a couple of nights ago, we hosted the Legacy Circle Dinner, and that was at Northwood Country Club. So that was our first in-person mm. event, um, I would imagine, since since the pandemic. Oh, so wow. it was a wonderful evening. I um, got to meet our board of trustees, got to meet the bishop, um, Bishop Burns, got to meet um, several wonderful, wonderful, generous donors and friends of the foundation that um, I would know by name but not by face so it was Mm -hmm. a wonderful evening very exciting for those who were able to attend because many of them hadn't seen each other in um you know over a year 
and yeah. uh, the face-to-face interaction, the excitement in the room. It was definitely celebratory just yeah. to be able to uh, socialize with friends again. Yeah. And yeah. it was our opportunity to thank those donors for their continued support, um, especially face-to-face again through the pandemic and over the number of years that they've been with us. It was a wonderful evening. So I felt very fortunate to have that event right after I began because it gave me an opportunity to meet uh, many of our donors that night. Yeah, praise God. And uh, Cheryl, let me close with you because Diane's giving me the, you got one minute left uh, warning (laughs) and uh, just kind of, uh, you know, the person listening right now and they've heard the two of you speak and a lot about the Catholic Foundation and your positions. Uh, what's your message to the average listener out there of Catholic Radio of what they can do to help when they when they visit CatholicFoundation.com? Of course, they can get their tickets for the February 19th event, uh, but what else is what, what are the bullet points or what, what? how can they help you or, or how could you help them perhaps? Well, we can help them with their charitable giving now and we can create plans for their charitable giving after they're gone. We can create funds that would take care of that. We can answer any questions that they might have. There's never an obligation just to sit down with me, Dorena, Michael, or Elizabeth and just uh, explore the possibilities of what's available and how the Catholic Foundation can. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.